Hello and welcome to Evan and Alex's Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Weiss, along with my co-host, Alex Yaloff. And today we'll be talking about MLB, NCAA basketball, and NBA with a few experts and getting their opinions on each topic. I'm here with Matt Yaloff, who is an MLB broadcaster. Matt, your first question is, what is your World Series prediction for the upcoming season? Well... I would say that a lot of it depends upon the format and how many teams get in, but there's no question that the um, the National League, to me, is very, very wide open. Um, you have a couple of teams in the West, uh, three teams, really, that could be very dangerous. Uh, the Central, a little bit weaker overall, and the East has the world champions. So if I had to go out on a limb right now, being that there are free agents still out there, and teams are not completely uh, formed yet, um, I will say that um, I do believe uh, that uh, in the National League, I'm going to say that uh, it's a tough one, and that's why I'm kind of going through my mind here on a couple of things. I'm going to say that this year is the year that the Mets actually make the postseason and make a run and, and make it to the uh, World Series. In the American League, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more top-heavy, and there's a big differential between the bottom teams and the top teams. Um, I think that you know the the American League. American League is tough. Um, I, you know, that's a that's a great one because I guess off the top of my head, I don't I don't believe the teams in the Central, other than the White Sox are ready to be world champions um, or in the World Series. Um, in the American League West, uh, boy, that's an odd division. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say Toronto is gonna make it to the World Series. They are incredibly talented and I do believe they're gonna add more pitching. So Mets and Toronto is my answer. Second question is what is your AL and NL MVP predictions? Well, MVPs can really be determined by health. So I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to the Angels, but I'm going to say that this year it's Mike Trout. I'm going to go back to Trout, who missed last year with injury, basically the whole year. National League, uh, you know. I'm going to actually, I'm going to say this is the year that Tatis is healthy all year and he will be the NL MVP. Well, I love the Mets World Series prediction. And what move surprised you most during free agency? And what are you looking forward to, too? Like with Correa and Freeman? All the big names. Well, I think the thing that surprised me the most about free agency so far, it's not done. Remember that. There are guys who aren't on teams yet. What the Rangers did. They added, they spent so much money on a middle infield. Um, and uh, they got Seeger and Simeon, who are top notch players. That surprised me for the simple reason that they're really, in my opinion, still not that good because they lack pitching. And now, again, with free agency still out there. They could add some pitching. I don't know how good it'll be, but uh, I'd say that's my biggest surprise so far. And you, you asked about Correa. 
the, you know, the Korea market is smaller now than it was because teams have added short socks. I think deep down, I, I believe he'll end up in Detroit. But if you told me he went back to the Astros, I would not be shocked. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. Hey, great, great being here. Thank you. Of course. I am now here with Byram Hill senior Jesse Wild, who is also a college basketball fanatic. How are you today, Jesse? Good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Of course. Um, first question is, what are your final four predictions? Uh, well, I think Gonzaga is going to make it. I think, I think they're really good. And their guards are really good. And obviously, Timmy. Timmy's amazing. And I think the second team, I'd say, is Auburn. Uh, their guards have stepped up a lot. And also, Jabari's obviously really good. Uh, third team, I would say, is Kansas. Uh, Abaji, McCormick, just I, I feel like they, they're a great team. And then last team, I'd say, that's probably the only like surprise, is Arkansas. I think they've been playing really well. I think Note and, and Williams have been stepping up a lot. And I know they just lost, but I still think they're a really good team. Wow. It's surprising you didn't have Wisconsin in after the year they're having. Um, who is your player of the year prediction? Uh, I think that Oscar's going to win, but I think Johnny Davis deserves it. Just after watching that Wisconsin-Nebraska game, he gets hurt at the beginning of the second half, and they, they lose a game to one of the worst teams in the conference. That just shows his value to the team. But I think Oscar will, will win it. Nice. Yeah. I like Oscar too to win player of the year. What team is on the rise that others should look out for in March? Uh, like I said earlier in my final four prediction, uh, Arkansas. They they won like 10 in a row. And then they lost yesterday to Tennessee. But I still think they're a really good team. They started off the season not good. They lost, uh, I think, Hofstra. But they've been, they, I think they have four ranked wins now. I think they're four and one versus ranked opponents, so I think they're really good too. Um, what team is on the decline that teams should want to match up against in March? Uh, I think I would say Ohio State. They've lost uh, maybe three, three or four of their last four. They lost to Nebraska at home. Today they lost to Michigan at home, and they're a really talented team, but they just haven't been playing well. And we saw last year how how they played in the tournament. They lost to Oral Roberts. So yep. if I'm a if I'm a high seed I'd like to play against them. Yep. And our last question is, which college basketball prospect do you think is most NBA ready? Uh, I would say Paolo. Uh, I think him and Jabari would probably be up there for me, but I think Paolo just creates more separation. And I feel like he could just do more with the ball in his hands than Jabari. Do you agree with the two tiers right now that NBA draft experts are putting out with tier one being Chet, Paolo, and Jabari Smith, and tier two being Jaden Ivey and Johnny Davis. Yeah, and I would also, I think, put AJ Griffin in that second tier. But yeah. All right, Jesse, thank you for coming on. Thank you. We're here with Ethan Cushman, big NBA fan. Ethan, your first question is What are your thoughts on the trade deadline moves and which move surprised you the most? Well, I think the move that surprised me the most was definitely uh, Sabonis to the Kings, not because of Sabonis going to the Kings, but because of the package sent back. Uh, trading Tyrese Halliburton, I don't think that made any sense for the Kings, if I'm being honest. I think that they should have traded, uh, even though he's been playing very well since the trade deadline, they should have traded De'Aaron Fox 
you know, he has a big contract uh, and he's probably like, you know, I, I don't think he has as much room to grow as Tyrese Halliburton, who's on a, a much smaller contract, uh, his rookie deal. Uh, and I just think a, a ceiling, a, a core of Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, well, I think they, they could be good somewhere down the line. I think that there's a relatively low ceiling for them. And for the Pacers, I think it was a, a home run. You get you get a, a guard that has shown like all fr- like fringe all star potential the last two years. So I think that was a home run for them. So yeah. that would definitely had the move be the move that surprised me the most. Yeah, and Tyrese is so young, so that's yeah. good. Um, what is your NBA Finals prediction? My NBA Finals prediction. So uh, I either have. I'm, I still need to think about it a little bit, but I probably either have the Sixers or the Celtics coming out of the East. I know the Celtics might be a little bit of a shocker for some people, uh, but if you look at it, they have by far the best defense in the league ever since they traded for Derek White. Uh, they have uh, they still have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, who like since since the trade for for this hot stretch that they've been on they have a top 10 offense in the league and then as i mentioned by far the best defense since they trade for Derek white uh and then the sixers pretty self-explanatory when you have joel Embiid and james harden uh they're always a threat and then obviously uh the bucks are still going to be in play uh i don't trust the heat that much with jimmy butler as their best player in the year 2022 uh, and the Bulls, uh, they just haven't been healthy. I don't know if they'll have enough time to like true. And same, obviously, same goes for the Nets. I just don't know if they'll have enough time to truly cohese but before the playoffs. Uh, so, and then in the West, uh, I probably have to go with the Suns. I'm pretty basic opinion, but I just think right now that they've been pretty unstoppable this year. Okay. And your last question is, who is your MVP? My personal MVP is Nikola Jokic. I think you look at, like, he's just had one of the most, like, statistically dominant seasons in recent memory. You look at, like, you look at, like, the Nuggets are, like, one of the best teams in the league with him on the floor. And when he leaves, they go to, like, one of the worst teams in the league, which I, I think that's obvious But the the for most, like, MVP caliber players. But the change is truly, like, dramatic when you see him. But I think Embiid ends up winning it. Because Jokic won it last year, so there'll be some voter fatigue. Uh, Embiid has like the narrative of like carrying the team before they traded for James Harden, and now that they had James Harden, they could be like a top three seed, whereas the Nuggets are currently in like the six seed range. All right, Ethan, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you. Ethan.